everyone, and welcome to the Reformed Dissenters. Thank you so much for watching us or listening to us today. I really appreciate that. Um, my name is Bruce Johnson, and I am here with Jacob Johnson. Hello, everybody. And uh, so today, uh, Joseph, well, Joe will not be joining us. He's unfortunately feeling a bit under the weather. So today it's just Jake and I. Don't forget, if you want to follow our show on all of the many platforms that we are on, uh, you can do that. You can go to Rumble. We are on Gab. We're on Gab TV, Odyssey. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, a whole bunch of audio-only uh, podcast platforms, and we want to emphasize the fact that we're on all of the major pro-First Amendment platforms. So uh, we really want to make sure that we avoid the tech censorship and we support um, all of the uh, pro-First Amendment platforms. So you can check us out on those. And if that sounded like a lot of things, you don't want to have to try and go back and re-listen to all the platforms I just said, you can go right to our website, which is trdshow.net. And that's where you'll find a list of all the links to all the different platforms that we're on. And that's probably the easiest way to follow us on alternative platforms and you can also don't forget you can email the show at trdshow at protonmail.com and you can email us with questions about the show about specific episodes or maybe uh, show ideas or theme ideas or anything you want to talk to us about you can do that at our email address so also I wanted to mention that uh, if you're interested in hearing us do deep dives into some of the current events that we talked about on the show, you'll have to follow our pro free speech platforms and that would be Gab, Gab TV, Rumble and Odyssey and that's where we'll be, we'll be posting every week or every couple weeks we're going to be posting a deep dive into the current events that we talked about on the show or it could also be uh current events that we didn't have time to get to on the show and we wanted to break them down in in a little bit of a longer video and so those will be on our pro free speech platforms again and also anyone who wants to suggest a show i i sorry a deep dive idea yes let us know and i myself or bruce will look into that and try and more find out more research on the subject and do a deep dive on it. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> so uh, I want to remind you again that our theme for this month is devotion to God above all else. And we're going to try and bring that out in both the current events and in our literature of the week. So um, today we're going to be talking about uh, the literature that we read this week, which was, again, Knowing God. We've been reading this book all month, and that's by J.I. Packer. This week, we read chapters 9 and 10, so we're going to be discussing those at the end of the show. And before we do that, though, we're going to be talking about the current events of this week. What happened this week? It was quite an eventful week, so we have a lot to break down and talk about. So before we get into the current events, I want to introduce the verse of the week. Again, I also want to mention that if you um, are looking to find our previous verses of the week, you can find pictures of the verses of the week that we put together, and those are on our Gab page. So I would highly encourage you to uh, follow us on our Gab page. We post so much stuff there, um, and right now we only have two followers. So if all of you listening could right now sign up for Gab and follow us, that would be tremendous. You'd be supporting one of, in, in my opinion, one of the best pro First Amendment platforms that there is right now. 
Andrew Torba, who is the founder of Gab, is fantastic, super solid Christian. He is working on creating and trying to create our own economy so that we can survive the cancel culture of the left. So uh, Andrew Torba is doing some amazing work there. So if you haven't already, I would highly recommend you at least look into Gab. And while you're looking into it, you can follow us on our Gab page where we're posting all sorts of stuff. Anyways, the verse of the week is James chapter 1, verses 22 and 25. And it says, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. The one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. So very important that just reading about it and not doing it, not not letting the word of God affect you and change your life, um, it, it does nothing. So, okay, let's get into our current events segment. And Jake, do you want to kick it off today? Sure. All right. All right, so my um, current events might be a little bit short, might be a little bit longer than I expect, but um, the headline for it here is Florida's governor says that school leaders may be withheld, salaries may be withheld if they require masks. Uh, the wow. Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, says that any superintendents who push mask requirements are likely to lose their salary. Wow. Uh, DeSantis says that even though the CDC recommends that children uh, wear masks in school, that there is no justification for for these rules and for these recommendations. Hmm. Um, so he wants to give freedom back to the parents so they can say whether their child wears a mask or not. And for the most part, I would agree with this. Uh, I have a little bit of doubt because we want to bring our nation back unto, under the dominion of God and his structure that is set out in the Bible. And that structure looks more so like what we see in uh, Daniel. Uh, before Israel asked for a king, there were a panel of judges. And these judges were not supposed to create laws. They were supposed to judge on crimes that were committed. The, mm. the government is not a uh, legislative uh, thing. It's more of a judicial thing. Mm. They shouldn't be creating the laws because we already have all the laws that we need set out in the Bible. Mm. And those laws should be enforced by the church, not the government. The government uh, does punishments if we don't follow the law. Right. But the church should be the one telling everybody of the law. Right. And teaching and those teaching sorts of people. things. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. So that is what we must strive for. Yeah. And I think but, a really good way to sum that up is just to say, you know, the government right now thinks its job is to preserve all life. Like, you know, right. we have stop signs, we have traffic lights, we have all these things because the government thinks it's its job to save every life, except apparently unborn children, but that's a totally different story. Um, right. 
But that's not their job. Their job is to bear the sword, right? They are to provide justice, to dispense justice and uphold righteousness. It's not their job. It's, it's the job of the individual and the job of the church to save and preserve life. Yeah. And I think yeah. that sums that up, what you're saying really well. Yep. But for the system that we have currently and what is happening currently, until we, and we still must strive for this, but until we are able to bring everything back onto the biblical system and the biblical standard that we want to have, um, I think this is a good uh, step. A good, yeah, a good step yeah. to have. So it, it'll give freedom back to the parent hmm. to do what they think is right. And again, these parents should be doing their own research. They yeah. should be think about, thinking about this and actually researching this. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. And part of that conversation too, and I think what you were getting at wasn't explicitly stated, but part of that is, you know, we, we don't believe that government schools is something that should exist, right? That's not something that they should right. be involved in is educating right. children. <laughs> that's none of their business. Right. That's, that's the church. That's the individual. So, yeah. Great. Anything else you wanted to break down with that article or did you have another article as well? No, that was, that was all that I have kind of keeping it a little bit short, but yeah. Yep. Great. Very cool. Okay, well, I have two articles that I picked, and as usual, I spent a little too much time researching, so I have probably way too much data, but um, I'll try to put some of this data up on the screen um, so that you can actually see some of it, because me just talking about it, not only is it going to be kind of boring, but you're not going to get the full impact of it. Um, Texas is back. <laughs> um, both of my articles relate to Texas and some of the amazing things that they're doing now. I mean, I don't know what happened to Greg Abbott, but um, he's back. So <laughs> the guy is, is, I mean, he's a cool governor now. So um, my first headline is Texas declares sex change surgery for minors as child abuse. So it's literally child abuse now to do some of the, the ridiculously evil stuff that the transgendered people have been trying to do. Now, that's child abuse in, in Texas. I'm like, wow, that is amazing. Um, does, that, does that also correlate to older people? So if, if someone in their 20s wants to do that? No, it's, it's uh, for minors right now. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's it's aimed at, and the whole ideology behind it is these kids are too young to drink, but they get to have invasive surgery that will change the course of their life forever. Really? Like where that's that's okay? Like <laughs> so. That's what this this law is aimed at, is saying, hey, you know, they're way too young to be making these sorts of decisions. And also, this is a horrible decision to make. Like, this is not okay. So um, on many counts, this is this is a wonderful thing. Uh, so the story, this is from the uh, from the Blaze News, um, which is a tremendous source of news if you're looking for um, 
sources of, of news that aren't centered, censored, that's a, that's a great place to go. But uh, again, all of these articles, and uh, we mention this every week, but all of these articles are linked in the description of pretty much every platform that you're that you could be watching or listening to it on. So I would highly, and, and Jake would, and if Joe was here, he'd say the same thing. Um, <laughs> we all highly encourage you to do your own research. So take what we say, take the articles we provide, and look into them. You know, look farther into them than we did and send us some information. We might bring it up on the show next week. So we, we really want our audience to be engaged with the information and not just take everything we say as absolute truth. Look it up for yourself. Do your own research. And then tell us if we were wrong, because we want to hear about it. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so the story goes like this. Republican Governor Greg Abbott made the announcement on Thursday after receiving a conclusive response on the matter from Texas Department of Family and Protective Services Commissioner Jamie Masters. I think it's Jamie. That's probably how you pronounce that name. I'm just going to go with it. Uh, Abbott had reportedly directed the DFPS, which again stands for Department of Family and Protective Services. The DFPS last week to issue a determination on whether genital mutilation of a child for purposes of gender transitioning through reassignment surgery constitutes child abuse. In a later, uh, later no, in a response letter, Masters determined that it does. Genital mutilation of a child through reassignment surgery is child abuse, Masters wrote in her letter to the governor. This surgical procedure physically alters a child's genitalia for non-medical purposes, potentially inflicting irreversible harm to children's bodies. And I wanted to tie a verse to this because I think that's important. Um, Deuteronomy 22.5 says, A woman shall not wear a man's garment, nor shall a man put on a woman's cloak. For whoever does these things, and this, the next wording of this is very strong this is some of the strongest language used in the bible um uh, it says whoever does these things is an abomination to the lord your god um that is some of the strongest language that god uses when he calls something an abomination it means we really need to pay attention to this this is really important so woman shall not wear a man's garment nor shall a man put on a woman's cloak um very important that we don't have confusion between the two genders that God has created. So that's my first article. First, uh, this is all good news, actually. <laughs> so that's really exciting. And then my next um, article is also extremely exciting. And the headline is Texas Senate passes bill in favor of forensic audit in 18 to 11 vote following failed Democrat Phil filibuster. So the filibuster actually lasted 15 hours, which I mean, I read the description of this. The lady was not allowed to touch her desk. She wasn't allowed to, I think it was eat or drink as well. She wasn't allowed to use the restroom for 15 hours. She held out just talking to try and get to stop this. I mean, I'm just like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Sheesh. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> um, so the details of this are on August 12th, which was last Thursday, the Texas Senate passed the Republican Election Integrity Bill after an unsuccessful Democrat filibuster ended after 15 hours. The vote passed by an 18 to 11 margin. So there are actually two bills that I want to talk about. Uh, one is Texas Senate Bill 1, and the other is House Bill 241. Both relate to improving election integrity 
And uh, House Bill 241 specifically calls for a full forensic audit, which is fantastic. Um, and if you got a chance to listen to Mike Lindell's Cyber Symposium, three-day-long Cyber Symposium, which I'm going to be talking about more in a little bit, uh, he did that this past week. And oh my goodness, it was amazing. The amount of information, the experts he had that broke all of this down. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that yet, I would highly recommend you go to frankspeech.com. And no, I'm not endorsed by it or anything i'm just saying you know if you're interested in this that's a great resource to go to frankspeech.com and you can find clips of his cyber three-day long 72-hour cyber symposium very cool is the is the entire thing recorded um so right now he's only putting up clips i've only i've only found a few clips from it i really really hope he puts up more clips because there are parts of it where i'm like oh my goodness that was really cool but i can't find a recorded version of this mm, it's possible yeah. that if you go to rumble and you go to like rsbn i think they have into it individual clips of it and they might actually have the whole thing recorded like all 72 hours on uh, on rumble by rsbn right yeah. side broadcasting so broadcasting network that's what it is um so yes yeah, so house bill 241 specifically calls for a full forensic audit senate bill one is 52 pages long uh whereas house bill 241 was only two pages long so that was fun to read i read didn't read everything in house bill one because it was 52 pages long but i did read i i perused it i i kind of read through and like skipped every other page or just like glanced through it and just found some things that I thought were really interesting that I wanted to mention. But again, all of this is available. If you look up Texas House Bill, or I'm sorry, Texas Senate Bill 1, it's 52 pages long, but you can look it up and you can see uh, what it looks like. So it lists, uh, it's a long list and it lists a whole bunch of changes to the Texas election system, all of which attempt to shear up areas of potential fraud. So I wanted to list some of the things, some of the updates within House Bill 241. So here they are. Here are uh, just a few of the things that are included within this 52-page bill. Uh, a monthly check across various state uh, databases to ensure that voter residency remains consistent. Um, for example, the person needs to they need to make sure that the person actually resides in the county they registered in. So this is to make sure that you don't you don't have people pretending like they live in Texas when they really don't. We we saw a lot of that happen in a lot of other states in this past election. It was ridiculous. So this shores up a lot of those sorts of things. Well, also, yeah, because you were able to fill out your own uh, la, uh registration right there at the at the place yeah you know yeah there, there were a lot of weird shenanigans going on so yeah. <laughs> so this um makes a lot of that a lot harder to do i'm not going to say it's impossible but this makes it a lot harder to do because now they're checking it yeah. with like three or four other databases so it's kind of it's really cool uh, let's see there's various rules now for where a polling place can and cannot reside um, they gave an example as a tent or they specifically said a temporary movable structure. Um, so that's something interesting. A lot of this stuff I wanted to mention, um, the Pennington County, uh, County commissioner, Pennington County commissioner, um, who I'm 
friends with actually I was on the phone with him and he really helped walk me through some of the things in this bill because I was like this wording is you know complicated I there's 52 pages I don't know what I'm looking for so he really helped me to break that down um, and then also I, I wanted to mention um, both my parents had I mean tons of research my mom spent like weeks putting all of all sorts of stuff together so she's been fantastic about researching all sorts of stuff so wanted to plug them there um let's see so one of the other things on the list is in a county with more than 250,000 people and, and this is important this is really cool to see input and activity tracked by election software must be printed and delivered to the secretary of state no later than the fifth day after voting after vote counting is complete so that's really cool and there's a whole bunch of other stuff related to election software that um is is quite good uh let's see after january 1st 2024 not sure why they're waiting that long but that's the way it's written um an authority operating a central counting station under this chapter may not purchase or use a centrally counted optical ballot scan system that uses a data storage disk on which information once written is capable of being modified so that's interesting an election officer shall maintain a register of spoiled ballots at the polling place, including spoiled ballots from a direct recording electronic voting unit. Um, so there are several additional rules related to what the bill called a signature verification committee. Which sounded interesting. Uh, final, uh, let's see, uh, felony charges for vote harvesting and all the specifics of when someone could be charged with a crime for harvesting votes for a particular candidate. So... All of this is interesting. Um, it's really sad that in our fallen world, this is what we've come to. Um, and I think there's there's just so much more in there. Like Jake and I were discussing earlier, you know, we a lot of this stuff shouldn't be necessary because, as our founders intended, they they intended our system of government to be it was created for a christian moral people but since we no longer have that now the government has to step in and do all sorts of stuff that it was never created to do and it never should do so it's really sad that we have all of this the thing that this does is it does ensure that um elections in the future at least in texas most likely they have a much lower chance of actually being stolen so Take that how you will. Um, so since we're on the topic of election fraud, I figured the conversation wouldn't really be complete uh, without at least mentioning Mike Lindell's three-day-long symposium. And guess where they had it? Really cool. They had it in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So about five hours from me, which is really cool. Mike Lindell had so many guests who talked about so many things. I won't even be able to scratch the surface of what was discussed. But I wanted to mention one segment in particular which stood out to me, and that's Mike's list of the real election numbers, or what he tallied as the real election numbers. Again, I'm going based on what he said. I, I obviously haven't had the time to verify all of this myself, but this is just me saying what he said. Some of it might be off, some of it might not be true, but I, I wanted to list the numbers here. And this might pique your interest. You might be more interested now in looking into this yourself. I would highly encourage you to do that. But um, 
he, he has a list of the real election numbers, what he calls the real election numbers, which I'm inclined to believe, as opposed to the fraud numbers we saw returned during November 2020. So here they are, some very interesting results. Alabama, which originally went for Trump, false numbers had Trump at 1,444,000, no, 441,170 votes. And again, I'm going to have all this up on screen because I know just saying those numbers is going to be confusing. So you can read those numbers yourself. Uh, again, the false numbers for Biden were 8,049,624. What uh, the truth is, according to Mike Lindell and uh, his team, is the, the truth is Biden or, or Trump was at 1,537 or 1,000,000. 537,493 and Biden was at 849. Uh, let's see. I think I wrote the same number twice for Biden. I'll have that number up on screen as well. So, but, um, it was lower significantly. So yes. So that's very interesting. And, you know, he even said, well, oh, Alabama went for Trump. Why are we, why are we, why are we talking about this? Like, why are we comparing the two? And, you know, what he said was, well, even in the places, even in the states that went for Trump, there was still election fraud. There were still votes that were stolen. So if we want to be accurate, we have to look into those states as well. And multiple speakers at his event called for a full forensic audit in all 50 states, regardless of who they went for. Because if you falsified this, you lied, you stole, both of which go against the Bible, and you need to be brought up on charges for doing that. Both are wrong, regardless of whether your attempts succeeded or not. Arizona, yeah, so it, go ahead. It's not. It's not just about us wanting Trump to get in. This is about the the security of the election and yes, how indeed. trusting people can be in the election. Yes. If if even even the good states that went for Trump in in this election. There's there's still fraud in there, and so now yeah. those yeah. elections are now unsecure, and we want to make sure that this election was fair for both sides, not just Trump. Yep. Yes. Exact. Exactly. So Arizona, which originally went for Biden, um, false numbers according to Mike Lindell are Trump is at one million. 661,686 and Biden is at 1,672,143. So he won by 70,000 some votes. So, I mean, doesn't sound like a close margin, but it's actually kind of close. Um, but the truth, according to Mike Lindell, is that Trump is actually at 1,801,904. Which is a significant increase, and Biden's at one million five hundred thirty-one thousand nine hundred twenty-five, which flips the state for Trump. So that's Arizona, Florida, which originally went for Trump. Again, um, the false numbers, according to Mike Lindell, are Trump at five million six hundred sixty-eight thousand seven hundred thirty-one, Biden at five million. 297,045. The truth, Trump at 6,129,433. Biden at 4,836,343. And again, 
These numbers are on the screen so you can see those and check for yourself. That's a significant increase or difference. Michigan, which originally went for Biden. False numbers. Trump, 2,649,852. Biden, 2,804,040. The truth, according to Mike Lindell. Trump, 2,879,214. Biden, 2,500,074. Okay, yeah, Six, uh, 678, which flips the state for Trump again, which is very interesting. So that clip is on frankspeech.com, and you can see um, you can see the rest of the numbers for the rest of the 50 states. He did all 50 states, and you can see those numbers listed for yourself. So, yes, I know that's a lot of data, but I figured it was worth mentioning. Um, it's kind of exciting, encouraging news. Um, even states like Texas, where it's like, wow, they were – they went purple. They're going purple. It's like, well, maybe not. Um, and actually, a lot of the speakers uh, at the symposium talked about that. And they were like, that's what they want you to believe. They want you to think that these places like Florida and all of these these other places, Texas, are, are going purple and we're losing them. And, oh, it's not worth it. We're, we're almost out of the fight. But that might not be the truth. Again, I trust these numbers, but I, I haven't verified them. So it might come out later that they were incorrect, but I'm leaning more towards the side of believing them. So, Well, Mike Lindell also did a lot of his own research. Yes, he did. Oh, um, all of this. So yeah. this yeah. So I would, I would believe this, and I, I don't feel that he has an agenda he wants to push, the, but that he wants to give the actual true facts and the true data. Um, he spent a long time trying to figure this out. And yes. even even when the election was still happening before January 6th, where it was uh, decided in in the House, he was still looking at and researching all of this. He provided a video that he put up on YouTube February. and it was shut down. Absolute proof. I, I do believe that is on all the... Yep, you can look up ones. you can look up absolute proof that's the name of the video absolute proof and that's on rumble i think pretty much all of the other alternatives as well yep yeah so he he has done a lot of research into this and so i would i would consider him uh, a good source to go through yeah um so yes indeed but again do you do your own research and yes. figure stuff Yes. Your stuff out. yes yes this cannot you can't be passive and expect to know the truth you have to be active yep yes indeed all right well that sums up uh that wraps up our current events segment for the week uh we're gonna move into the literature of the week now and again that's knowing god by j.i packer got our books here <laughs> yep jake has his book there <laughs> um so this week, again, we read chapters 9 and 10. So we have two questions that we're going to try and answer based on our reading this week. The first question is, what did you find most interesting about the chapters? Jake, you want to go first? All right. Uh, most in interesting that I found out is we are not wise without God. Now, we can never have wisdom or true knowledge without him and his word. Yes. Uh, 
this is something that was very interesting is that all of our knowledge and everything that we think of, and again, this goes back to what I was saying in our very first episode, is that we must filter everything through the lens of the Bible. Mm, and yes. that we, and that without the Bible, the world wouldn't make sense. Nothing would, nothing would make sense. And we would have no moral system. It would all just be our own opinion. And, mm. But with the Bible, we can know truth. We can know wisdom. Yes. Oh, and you gave the example of, um, or that verse being tossed about by every wind of doctrine, right? Yeah. Yeah, how yeah. the world is being tossed about. Yeah. Yep. Great. Yeah, great observation. Yeah, so um, what I found most interesting about the chapter was Packer spent chapters 9 and 10 talking about the difference between God's wisdom and what we consider to be wisdom. So he defined wisdom as, and this is a quote from the book, um, the power to see and the inclination to choose the best and highest goal together with the surest means of attaining it. And by it, he means that goal. And he added that wisdom is, in fact, the practical side of moral goodness. One of the ideas that Packer, Packer seemed to stress, uh, stress most was that we cannot know God's wisdom entirely. We can't possess all of God's wisdom that he possesses. We, we can't attain that. We cannot be completely aware. Uh, we cannot be completely and entirely aware of what God's plan for our lives is. He demonstrated this point by discussing examples in the Old Testament, where people like Abraham, Jacob, and Joseph were transformed through their lives in ways that they didn't expect. Um, God had to work in their lives to change them into people he into the people he needed them to be. So Packer talked about how God uses trials and tribulations for many different reasons. Uh, one is to change us and our character to become the person God needs us to be in order to accomplish his will. Um, additionally, Packer talked about how Paul in 2 Corinthians 1.4 said that God comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves received from God. To sum up this idea, Packer said, we may be frankly bewildered at things that happen to us, but God knows exactly what he is doing and what he is after in handling, in his handling of our affairs. Uh, one thing I found really interesting was he, he listed the illustration of a train operator and he, the train operator watches a panel that displays what trains are going where in each track. And he can see why one train needs to switch tracks and why another train needs to be needs to pause at specific spots, right? He has a, a whole lay of the land. He can see exactly what's going on with all the tens of trains that are going in all sorts of different directions, right? This operator can see the specifics of why certain trains need to do certain things at certain times. Packer said that this is not the kind of wisdom God intends for us to possess. That's his wisdom. He said a closer approximation of the wisdom God gives us would be like driving a car. We don't need to know why a specific road turns the way it does. We don't need to know why it was constructed that way in order to drive on it, right? Uh, we just need to know if it's the right road 
or not? Do we turn here or not? Do we keep going straight? Doesn't matter, you know, if that straight road happens to curve around a tree, do we continue on this road or not? Uh, Packer stated this very clearly when he said, and this is a quote, you simply try to see and do the right thing in the actual situation that presents itself. The effect of divine wisdom is to enable you and me to do just that in the actual situations of everyday life. So I thought that was very interesting. All right, uh, let's see. So uh, next question. What part of the reading do you think most applies to the theme of the month? And Jake, you can go first. If you All like. right. So <laughs> actually, this fits right with the, my answer to the first question. And I wrote down, we must have a devotion to God because without him and an understanding of him, we would have no wisdom. Uh, so that, again, without him and his word, we wouldn't be able to understand anything. Hmm. And that is why we must have a devotion to God. And that that's a very short summary of yeah. of that, but <laughs> that's that's a key point that we all need to understand that we need to understand how his Bible fits into every area of life. So hmm. we need to research that and look into the Bible. Yes. We need to have that devotion to God and his word. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Um, yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat with my answer. Um, <laughs> so uh, going off of actually my, my answer to the last question, if we can't fully attain God's wisdom, what wisdom does he want us to have? Uh, more to the point, what is wisdom? Packer in chapter 10 actually went over this really well. Packer says that an outline of, biblical, of a biblical view of wisdom is summarized well in Ecclesiastes. So Packer paraphrased parts of Ecclesiastes. He took different parts of Ecclesiastes through several chapters and kind of tied them all together in a few sentences to kind of get across the point of Ecclesiastes and said that biblical wisdom requires us to, and here's his quote, fear God and keep his commandments, trust and obey him, reverence him, worship him, be humble before him, and never say more than you mean and will stand to when you pray to him. Do good. Remember that God will someday take an account of you. He also said later in chapter 10 that, and his quote, the kind of wisdom that God waits to give to those who ask him is a wisdom that will bind us to himself, a wisdom that will find expression in a spirit of faith and a life of faithfulness. Packer is saying that without a devotion to God, above all else, which is our theme, we can't hope to possess wisdom. That's not something we can even dream of possessing if we're not completely devoted to God above everything else in this world. We see this clearly in Proverbs 9.10, when it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. Uh, Isaiah 55 verses 7 through 8. Also, uh, they so they say, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares 
the Lord. So I thought that tied in very well to our theme, which is, again, devotion to God above all else. Did you have anything else you wanted to add to that, Jake? Nope. 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 All right. Well, then that is it for today, everyone. Thank you so, so much for joining in. Don't forget to go to our website, which is trdshow.net, and there you can find a list of all the links to all the platforms we're on. Don't forget to go to our Gab page. I highly encourage you to do that. Go to gab.com. That's G-A-B, gab.com. Would have been cool if we were sponsored by him. I really could have not stop talking about Gab. (laughs) Gab is really, really cool. Um, Look up Andrew Torba if you are interested in seeing what it looks like to create your own conservative economy and get rid of cancel culture by creating a totally different way of doing things. It's, It's very, very cool to see what he's doing. And you can email the show at trdshow at protonmail.com with any questions about this particular episode, any other episodes, or anything you want to send us, whether it's new information, or maybe you found some new insights from the research you did on some of the current events that we talked about on today's show. Until then, thank you very much for watching or listening to us, and we will see you in the next episode. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do is unto the Lord.